Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. We had put in some thought about possibly not having a football season and what that looked like. Um, it didn't look great. <laughs> There's no question about that. Um, I have to be honest with you. Um, but they've done a good job here prior to me of putting some things aside. Um, could that be something that was long lasting? I, I don't know. Um, there's no question about that. But I'm so happy at this particular time, it looks at this time that we might have something. We still don't know what's going to happen in two weeks, but at least we've got an idea of what we're working with as far as preparation for kids, our fan base, teachers, faculty, and the coaches. That is Welton Coffee, who uh, we should hire as our voice guy, <laughs> or at least one of them, um, maybe instead of me. And uh, he's the greatest uh, former Reigns coach, uh, former Camden County coach, now athletic director at Camden County. Stuart Weber, Action Sports Jack Stuart Weber, catching up with them this afternoon when the news of Georgia football being pushed back two weeks in terms of games came out. And they'll be able to have scrimmages. I think it's August 21st and 28th are the dates. Uh, practice games, jamborees, however you want to say it. But practices will begin next Monday uh, on schedule. So the schedule's being pushed back a couple of weeks, but practices are on schedule uh, for some ramp-up time mm -hmm. and uh, get acclimated and ready to go for the football season. So that's the latest from Georgia. Here in the state of Florida, the FHSAA is currently having a board meeting, like right now. It just started, so we'll keep you posted on any developments coming out of there. Earlier today, California said they're moving high school football to the earliest December with a finality of championships and playoffs in the middle of April of 2021. So they made the big dramatic switch. We'll see what happens uh, with the state of Florida coming up uh, here in the next uh, little bit. We'll keep you posted on that front. Wilton Coffee, uh, the Camden County of uh, Athletic Director, Action Sports Jack Stuart Weber, catching up with him. Brent Martin, Austin Lane. Not Goose, but Scott, here on a Monday. You all right over there? Sorry. That was kind of what's going off. I, I accidentally let that video up. My you bad. Okay, you, you, you know You're what? Okay. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take easy giving me a shout-out on that. That's right. fine. <laughs> my bad, man. Is that Sorry. the presidential frontrunner? <laughs> I don't know anymore. We'll see uh, what, what the polls say after that <laughs> outburst last night from him. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little NFL. Yeah. My man continues to get disrespected, doesn't he? Yeah, okay, listen, we're, we've been kind of going back and forth here in terms of obviously he's got to go out there and earn it, he's got to earn the respect, but I'm going to come with you on this one and say what ESPN has done to Gardner Minshew in this article here is the most disrespectful thing I may have ever seen regarding Gardner Minshew. Wow. There you go. Wow. How's that? You can get me all riled up. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> trying to get me fired hey, up. Hey, I'm trying to turn up the heat a little bit on Brett Martin. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal, right? Yeah. You got the article? Good. This is a, a ranking yes. of basically who would sit at the kitchen table of an NFL team. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. The overall roster, minus the quarterback, mm -hmm. that's kind of in, in, a, in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. But quarterback, coaching, front office, and then they rank that roster and rank the draft. Yeah. Right? So front office, coaching, quarterback – those guys are sitting at the table. Mm -hmm. 
And then somewhere in the living room is the whole roster. Mm-hmm. And somewhere outside, we got the draft board. Sure. I don't know if and that's making any sense. Somewhere across the street is me. That's out, right. Call, talking about it. Number one, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. The quarterback's coming off a monster year. Fair enough. You have to love it. Coaching. Boy, they won them out in Baltimore just mm. a couple of years ago. But he's a good coach. Yeah. Super Bowl coach. And... Their front office... Culture builder, by the way. Yeah, and their front office has been lauded for some time, and they've seemingly had a seamless transition uh, at at the GM spot with Eric DaCosta taking over. How many tight ends do you need? Doesn't matter. You guys are doing a great job. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, you know... That's the start of the Uh-oh. list. Are we not signed into the ESPN Plus app? I'm not, but I can get that okay. easy. <laughs> I just got to do a little face recognition. <laughs> I could have done this seamlessly if you didn't what, say anything. What a commercial. <laughs> like, nobody would have known. Sorry, man. Well, I thought it was going to take a little I bit. I was just about bad. to s- smoothly do this. <laughs> That's going to become a promo. Hey, so sorry that I'm trying to help our friends at ESPN push the ESPN Plus app a little bit, Brent. Absolutely. Uh, and now that's, that's only five hundred nine a month, right? If I'm not mistaken, that's it. Five hundred ah. a month, and you can—I uh, think you can package it with Disney Plus. Oh, say no more, fam. Let's get it. <laughs> I mean, just for that promo right there, we should at least hey, ESPN cut the check. Let's I go. Mean, come on, quick, well, quick, quick, we, should, we should get a subscription. That's what I'm saying. Based well, off that, well, I'm using yours, so yeah. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs are number two. There you go. No surprise. Let me get a top back. five. Welcome San Francisco back. 49ers getting a ton of love, man. Have they earned that much love? Went to the Super Bowl last year. They earned that much love. But a lot of people think Shanahan's unbelievable. Well, and then Lynch as well. As and GM. Lynch has done. He's really made a lot of good moves. Yeah. Their roster is in great shape. They've mm-hmm. drafted the heck out of the, the last few drafts, especially when they were in that prime position to get yep. uh, uh, Bosa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their lowest grade, and, and rightfully so, is quarterback. Yeah. Because... Who really knows just yet? I'm just curious. Jimmy what was their quarterback, though? What did they rank him? Eight, uh, 12th overall. Which is fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's out of the top 10. Okay. Uh, New Orleans is number four, mm-hmm. and uh, Dallas is number five. And they rank coaching all the way down at 15, front office 13, but their draft was number one rank, and their quarterback number five rank. A little well, high for Dak Prescott. But it also helps in your draft to get a, a bona fide quarterback like Dak Prescott late in the rounds, right? So I think you, you take that into account as well. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's go all the way down. Wait, how far do we have to go down to get to the Jets? I don't know. Brent keeps Hold scrolling, on. and I'll tell you. 11 is Tennessee. Uh, let's go. It's like a dartboard here. 14 to the Bills. Um, um, Can't be. T- 18 the Rams. Thanks for the picks. We're talking, LA. About, talking about late 20s here? We're talking about. Uh, we got to be in the early 20s, I would think. Oh, early right? 20s, Ben. That's uh, 25 Detroit. I um, haven't come up on the Jags yet. <laughs> We're getting Detroit Lions territory now. Be careful. Um, uh, what? Um, 32 for mm. the Jags. How many teams are in the NFL? Last time I checked, 32. Dead last, Brent. 32. Yeah. That's right, though, because Gardner Minshew has to be up there for the quarterback, well, right? Yeah, you'd think he carried his own weight, right? Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Brent's got to gather his thoughts. The highest ranking we have here is 29. Yeah. That's for the draft. Yeah. The Jags, uh, well, that's because of all the first-round busts. Well, it's. I think it's because of the first-round busts and the first-rounders have left, too, and right? They, and they haven't kept them. Yeah. Uh, front office is 31st. I think a lot of people around here would agree. Yeah. Quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's going to be hard to defend uh, on the full sample size. I mean, you got to dig deep to defend. And we've done that a little bit. There have been times from the trades to more good picks in that third, fourth, fifth round, or even second round like DJ Chark yeah. than people give credit for. Brandon Linder all of a sudden really looking good these days as that third round pick. And that yeah. extension looks good. But 
there's been so many misses and so many L's. Just yeah. haven't had enough winning seasons. And what's interesting about this whole regime is they people are not willing to count the weight of the AFC championship probably the way it deserves. The AFC championship deserves a lot of weight, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. To get to the Final Four, people sign up for that and sometimes go decades without that. Look at the Dallas Cowboys, by the way, who are ranked fifth. Yep. They haven't done that. That front office hasn't done that. That's the number one draft. Correct. But the problem is, is what they've done around that, which is really so bad and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're not getting a, a lot of weight. They, they'd get more weight for that if they had another nine and seven season mixed in, even eight and eight, maybe another 10 and six, somewhere in there. Not all of them, mm-hmm. just some of them. And, and they don't get that. So coaching is 31, Doug Marone. Yeah. What's your take on that? Listen, again, he guided them well, to the AFC Championship. this is my point, because I keep going back to the Lions for no reason. Well, all due respect to the Detroit Lions, they played their great city, great fan base, great organization, all yeah, 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 yeah. But let's be honest, when's the last time you're actually optimistic about a Lions season? When's the last time the Lions have done anything in the playoffs? And like, they've had a quarterback. Thank you. At least the, the, the Jaguars have gone to the AFC Championship game. And I get it, it was once in the past decade, but that's more optimism, I think, than the Lions have right now. So to, to me, I mean, listen... Do you put coaching and Doug Marone, do you put him kind of towards the back? Yeah, I think you would. Obviously, penalties, we saw that last year a little bit. But to put him like almost dead last, I just don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think what's interesting here to me is if Doug Marone is one of, he must be one of in the last three years, uh, four, eight, twelve, at the, at the, at the most twelve. Yeah. But that's not even accurate because teams have gone multiple times probably. Twelve to go to a championship game and have a chance to go to a Super Bowl. Again, he's only been there three years. So I, I would suspect coaching should be a, a lot better than that uh, right now, even though the last two years have not been good. And plus, if everything else is so bad around, wouldn't you give a little more credit to Doug <laughs> for getting to that AFC Championship game? Uh, overall roster, 31. I don't think too many people are going to gripe with that. This nope. is minus QB, and people don't like the roster. Now, I'm a believer that the roster is way better than people want to give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when I say way better, I'm not saying it competes with Kansas City and New Orleans and, and those teams. I just think it's like more than a notch better than what people give credit for. And that's why I'm a little higher on the Jags this year uh, than than most people are. Um, and I usually am. The, the last one is quarterback. This is also why I'm a little higher uh, than most, I guess. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about the disrespect. NFL rank for quarterback is... No, I don't know if you're including the backups into this. I really don't care at the moment. 32. 32. Dead? Last. Dead last. Hey, you see, see what Kyler Murray is? I didn't. 11th? Of hey, course. You see what Sam Darnold is? 18th? How can the no, Jets... No, 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 I'm sorry. Yes, and I think Daniel Jones is 22nd, by the way, as well. Yeah, Daniel Jones, 22nd. And by the way, this is as this the whole idea here is the next three seasons, mm-hmm. kind of where what shape the organization is yeah. in, and and I'm, I'm assuming going back on that too is kind of the history of it and and where you're set up. Yeah. But the Jags just even in general have 21 picks over two years, 12 this year, nine next year. Their cap space is in good shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, even from a front office standpoint, I think a lot of people would sign up for their job. Yeah. Now again, you're not saying there's faith in the people that are there. That's understandable. I'm, I'm not trying to defend. Their ranking but it just goes to show you that if this is over the next three years and what position your franchise is in 
There is zero belief in Gardner Minshew being the guy more than this year. Yep. It's a tryout year, and that's where the perception is. The you know the Jags. We did this a little bit on our show. I think even before the the odds came out. But like, would you be interested in Dak Prescott if things don't go great with with uh, with Minshew this year? And Vegas has the Jags as the third best odds to have Prescott playing for them next year. I saw that third best odds. I mean Minshew. If I know Gardner Minshew at all, and I don't pretend to know him great, yeah. but if I know him at all, Brent, and that means something where we come from, Gardner Minshew must have a treasure chest <laughs> of quotes and chips on the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, I just see him living in like an apartment or, or like a nice, you know, small model house here, and he's got like all these reports in his room. Like, like he's almost like, you know, it's it's. It's like uh, the, the the movie with uh, El Pacino, um, where he's in prison and he's gonna get revenge. Uh, Scott, you help me out here. Movie with Al Pacino, prison. Dog Day Afternoon. No, I think it's Al Pacino. The, 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 uh, uh, peak something. Uh, off, I figured out. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's in prison. He's doing the pull-ups because because he, he got put in jail and he's getting revenge on the family on the boat. It's like from the 80s. I'll find it, man. You guys just keep talking. Okay, I'm so disappointed in both of you right now. Uh, Cape you talking about De Niro Cape and Cape Fear. Fear? Oh, I said Al Pacino. Robert De Niro. My bad. I would have got it sorry, if you had said De Niro. Sorry, man. Robert De Niro and Cape Fear. <laughs> so but that's Gardner Minshew right now in that cell, man, with all these people talking smack about him, getting ready for the season to start. I like Doing it. Doing pull-ups. Padded up to the gills. I feel an open in uh, one of our pregame specials coming. I like with that. With Cape Fear and De Niro. I like that. My and, bad, and Al Pacino. Pacino. What that's was I good. thinking? Yeah. See, but, I can see Gardner Minshew going uh, totally rod smart on this. He hate me. He hate me. Yeah, he now we're me. talking. And all that does is just make him smile. Yes. Yeah. I mean... And I understand, man. The, the, the Jaguars are not the sexy team to follow. I get that. But you mean to tell me right now that you like Dwayne Haskins better than you like Gardner Minshew? Like, you, you mean to tell me that you're so much more confident right now, you know, in with Sam Darnold than you are with Gardner Minshew? I mean, Washington doesn't even have a name. I know, right? Well, and, they, they, and the Jags are worse than them. Because uh, they, they have Kyle Allen, too. But I'll take, Kyle, I'll take Minshew over Kyle Allen as well. Oh, gosh, easy. So what, what are we talking about, you know? It's, I don't know. It's a, it's a well, like you said. I mean, where Darnold is, where other guys are. Kyler Murray at eleven, of course. Uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants, by the way, were deep down this list too. So yeah. if we're comparing them to other like rookie quarterbacks, how they feel about uh, their or the younger quarterbacks, if you will. But this is just another notch in the in the disrespect belt for for Gardner Minshew, in my opinion. And uh, I, I think the other ones are fair. There's fair game for it. There's sure. reason to. A lot of people think the front office should have already been changed. The coaching staff should have been changed. Mm-hmm. I just, I listen. I'm okay if you if when we put it in the phrasing of okay, I give you the next three to five years, and I give you Gardner Minshew. He's going to still be the guy, and or not. I think a lot of people would say no because that's the percentages of a quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I just think I could find twelve to. Other guys, I would say the same thing about. I mean, how, how is Drew Lock twenty four, Brent? How, how is Drew Lock that much better? Four game sample. How is Drew Lock that much better than Gardner Minshew? Is it just because of what he has around him? So no, Jags roster is, is third is, yeah. is low on the list too. I get you, man, but this is the, the quarterback. It's just the quarterback. 
Well, I Take know, away I, the receivers in the offense. This is just a quarterback ranking. I know, but we do say Kyler Murray's stock is going up because he has two he's things Hopkins, around yeah. him. He's got Hopkins, and he's got people believe, for some reason, they believe in Kingsbury. Like, it's a blind faith in Kingsbury. Brent, the guy couldn't win at Texas Tech, and guy, he hasn't really done anything. The, the guy knows how to do a good backyard. All right? he, he's, all got a say. he's got a fireplace. If I had there. this much faith in me just for having an outside <laughs> fireplace, would, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be working here right now. I'd be calling the shots. <laughs> I mean, hey, Groot, you better watch out, man. You got Brent Martin on your heels coming for you. Yeah. And it just this stuff doesn't add up. I think I think you are right to some degree. I, I don't I don't take it personal anymore. Yeah. I just think these people are out of their damn mind. Mm-hmm. I think Minshew's gonna be better than they they think he is. Yeah. I'm actually higher on Minshew than most, and I don't mind being in that minority. I, I'm, I don't have him to win the MVP, mm-hmm. but I have him to keep pace with some of these second year quarterbacks that everybody's got flying off the radar like Kylo Murray, yeah. like Drew Locke, like mm-hmm. these other guys. I think Gardner Minshew is going to have equally a good season as those second-year guys, if not better. I really do. Yeah. I uh, do. Uh, like, I'm okay saying that. No, I absolutely agree. And this is why – and listen, I'm not like – I mean, I guess I would, what, what would I expect, you know? I mean, of course, you didn't really do your due diligence or your homework in doing this list, I guess. Shout out to ESPN, even though you guys are paying the bills. But um, with that being said, though, you cannot tell me right now – that Redskins fans are more confident with Dwayne Haskins. You, you just can't do it because guess what? I watched like five Dwayne Haskins games last year. The guy was atrocious. Like there's a reason why Washington had to go after a guy in Kyle Allen and bring him in who had a decent year, one year in Carolina, and now he might be the starter of the Washington Redskins. You mean to tell me that you're more confident with Dwayne Haskins going forward? There's no way. But once again, we get so wrapped up, Brennan, where players are drafted and things like that. I guess where my frustration comes from the most is the fact that we're on year two now, okay? So take the take the excuses of where somebody was drafted because it doesn't matter anymore. You're, you're all professionals now, okay? Like it doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady in the sixth round or Dak. Eventually, you gotta stop using that as an excuse or a narrative. It's over. Everyone's going on their second year right now, and where they're at is where they're at. There's no more excuses, and I feel like ESPN or whoever's making this article is still using that as an excuse. I just. Couldn't you put Washington dead last in everything right now and be okay with it? I mean, is there a, like, I, nobody listen, would complain. Shout out to Coach Del Rio right now. But is there a worse spot to be right now than the Washington Redskins? All, all sure that stuff going Jacksonville. on. All that stuff going on. You want to talk about bad optics real quick? Have fun with that. I just, I yeah. I think Gardner Minshew. Gosh, I can't wait for him to play. I hope he has a good. Please Brent, have a big year, Gardner. You want to talk about people keeping receipts? Brent Martino's uh, got a shoebox full of please. receipts that he just can't wait to unleash. Just please. on the entire world. Please, please, please let this be the one I'm right on. Yeah. Please let this be the one I'm right on. <laughs> just, just for a year. Be, be, be honest. Would it make everything you said about Blake Bortles? Kind of go away then, right? It's kind of uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can make up for it. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know, I three putted and then made a birdie. I mean, I remember the birdie. Uh, <laughs> sure. Eric Locke says I absolutely have more faith in Dwayne Haskins than I have in Gardner Minshew. That's because you're a Why? Washington fan, Why? Lock. Why? Didn't the guy throw four interceptions in one game? I I like, don't think Haskins has done one thing really that's given you like it's a blind faith in Haskins. Like there's been nothing of substance yeah. to, to get. And, and again, I mean, he's got a similar issue. Like Minshew's going through a similar thing. From the outside looking in, I, I think people can criticize the organization here in Jacksonville. They can criticize coaching. They can criticize front office. They can criticize roster. So from that standpoint, again, I feel like we're battling for 31st and 32nd place sometimes. Mm-hmm. But in this conversation, if it's just Washington against the Jags, like there's there are a, a lot of things thrown at Minshew as well from the outside perception. 
But there's just as much, if not more. I mean, Haskins tweeted yesterday that we have a nickname yet. <laughs> like, what are we? Listen, I'm just saying that. Ver- Listen. I've seen both guys and Gardner Minshew and Dwayne Haskins. I've seen their their, their NFL debuts. Right when um, Alex Smith gets hurt, uh, I think it was week four. Haskins goes in and like right off the bat throws three interceptions, like back to back to back. It's almost like he went to the school of Joel Stavis yips. Remember Joel Stavis from the Badgers had the yips. What the what are you talking about? You have the yips, but like that's what Haskins looked like, man. And of all the hype around Haskins, he's going to be the, the number one player taken uh, at the quarterback position. Like Everyone was all about Haskins. And you know what? I was, and I think you kind of liked him too. I didn't think the Jaguars were going to get him, but I liked Haskins. Dude, that one game showed me a lot of what I need to know about Dwayne Haskins. As opposed to Gardner Minshew, week one, Kansas City Chiefs, Foles goes down. If you want an excuse for any quarterback, a six-round guy to come in and just suck it up, it would have been that game. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean Nick Foles gets hurt week one after going here and try to salvage a game? But guess what? Minshew showed some poise and some promise that very first game, and I don't think he really stopped ever since then. So, yeah, I have a lot more confidence right now in Garner Minshew than I do in Dwayne Haskins. Sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was uh, suggesting the Jags should take Minshew in round two last year. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't know why they waited so long. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying it was too short? I can't, I can't remember how that conversation went. I can't, I can't and, either. And by the way, Dwayne Haskins last year, 2-7. and seven. Uh, And he had a uh, passing was seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. So there you go. Hey, but, yeah. uh, here, I've heard good things about Minshew, by the way. Just a quick little update about, uh, you know, workouts and, and how he looks and, and ready to go. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think... Uh, I'm not that concerned about this stuff with him, you know, with everything. You know, there's a lot of issues. Yeah. COVID-19, what's going on, the uncertainty of the rookies, the coaches, how they're going to approach it. I'm I'm not saying, like, I have so much faith in Minshew that I think he's going to have this unbelievable year and COVID-19 and no practice in the spring and new offense is is no impact. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying from a handling of the situation, from a putting her arms around whatever's dealt you, you know, and and taking that hand and running with it, I think he showed that to us last year. Well, I, I'm dude, not, he, he showed, showed his that, entire life. He really, he showed pretty much yeah. his, especially his entire collegiate career. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just don't. Of the things that bother me about the Jag season, that red flag me about the Jag season, the approach of Gardner Minshew and go and leading this team into this really uncertain 2020 season, that doesn't bother me that much. It's kind of surprising actually, because I thought those things might get. Like I, I don't know how the defense will adjust and the offense will adjust to a new OC and and the philosophical changes that seem to be taking place without all the work that could have been done and a young football team like those things are real those things are legit yeah I think those are reasons to to worry about the Jags and this could really impact the Jags I mean reality and logic says could really impact the Jags I just don't I don't put Minshew in that category I think he's above all that stuff I think he probably did all the right things with receivers and other guys he's smart kid. Mm-hmm. Kid, young man. So I think he he knows how to grasp the offense. I and you know me. I think Gruden and him are going to click. Yeah. I, I really have a feeling that they're going to click. So I'm not concerned about Minshew in that respect. Listen, you know the that deal. doesn't guarantee him to play well on Sundays. True. But. You understand the deal right now. Crazy NFL year, right? Something we've never seen before. Something a player has never seen before. And I don't care if you're Gardner Minshew or if you're Tom Brady or Philip Rivers. The quarterbacks that are going to be successful this year are the ones that can adapt to the uncontrollables. And we want to talk about a ranking in terms of quarterbacks who have ad- adapted to the uncontrollables. There may not be a higher ranked guy than Gardner Minshew. 
Just follow his college career and you see what I'm talking about. Just follow last season. Follow the Baltimore Ravens preseason game, what happened after that, and then follow the Kansas City game week one of the season when Nick Foles gets hurt. Talk about adapting to the uncontrollables. Gardner Minshew can do that. And I think right now, that's what you need more than anything. Yes, am I a little nervous for the install and things like that because they haven't been around as a team and Gruden's bringing in a whole new set of terminology and a whole new set of formations and plays and things like that? Yeah, I am nervous about that. I'll be honest with you. But at least at the helm. Um, you know, at, at the guy that's going to be studying the ship here, you have a guy who knows about adapting when things go south and when things can, can kind of be uncontrollable, and that's Gardner Minshew. So I like that part. Yeah, I do too. I, I kind of like the, yeah, like a little bit the, the unsettled nature of it. I almost think feeds into him. Yeah. Now, does everybody else rally like him? I don't know. I don't, well, I can't say I have the confidence, but they do. But that's what a great back. leader can do, though, Brent, yeah. right? Is a, a great leader can inflict his influences on his teammates and fo- make them follow him along. So, and, and all the changes, by the way, they have on, on offense isn't the problem. They have a lot of people coming back. The problem is people don't exactly like what they have coming back. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So at least they don't have to adapt in that sense. And there's sure. a familiarity amongst those offensive guys yep. that should be built in. Sure, you got the Eiferts working in, you got the LaVisca Chenaults working in, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Thompson's, but that's, that's every year in the NFL. I mean, yeah. that's easy. Yep. So I, I mean, it's really the, the offensive and how they grasp that. Sure. That should, uh, that should be the only red flag. On offense in terms of adaptability here in the 2020 season. All right, we're going to take a timeout. We come back. One more segment to go here in the show. We'll update you on the high school scene. That board meeting is underway for the Florida High School Athletic Association. Let's see if anything has come of that just yet. Anything happening in the NFL, we'll update you on uh, what's going on. You excited about the Major League Baseball season? Quick thought on that. we still got a couple days uh, for it. It's all on the way. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Thanks for hanging with us here on a Monday. You can get us on 10 different platforms, by the way. Not just the audio in your car, but on ESPN690.com, the stream. You can also watch the show on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. Thanks for being with us on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30. Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Allen's driven the left field and deep. Going back Cespedes. He's on the track. He's at the wall. See ya. A home run for Judge. And the Yankees take a 1-0 lead. High drive. Deep into center field. Nimmo back. Still back. Looking up. See ya. Into Monument Park. A long home run for Luke Voigt. It's 3-0 Yanks. Probably wants to get into the home run party. And he does. Oh, he crushed it. See ya. Oh, into the bleachers. A monster shot by Giancarlo Stanton. And it's 6-0 Yankees. And that, friends, is the highlights of the Mets versus Yankees. <laughs> well, we? Scott, it's been a pleasure to have you here, man. But yeah. unfortunately, I feel like Brent's going to go in a new direction now. Who's producing the show tomorrow? Because you, you can't stand the Yankees, man. We had to, Rule number we one. We had to do three, three home run calls for the Yankees. I mean, what contract, is going on Scott, here? You should have known better, man. You hate to see it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not cheering for the Yankees at all. I was all about the Mets for it. But I was looking for highlights of the game, and instead I just wound up getting the whole damn game. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear the crack of the bat. It's good to good to see some of that. Um, Kaylee's fired up for Major League Baseball to start on Thursday. I like it. She man. loves it, yeah. and uh, which is really cool. 
I, I don't know if I'm fired up for it. I, and I, it's twofold, right? I, I'm looking forward to it. I yeah. really will. Like, of all the stuff that came back, like, even I don't sit there and watch golf for four hours on Sunday. Now, Tiger being back and he didn't have a good weekend, but I like watching Tiger play. And I like watching golf. I just don't sit there for four hours on a Sunday. And, and I know a lot of people like to watch a back nine or whatever. I don't really do that. Yeah. But I like being able to come home and flip on a baseball game. Sure. And have it on in the background or watch a little ball or the kids watch ball. So I, I'm more fired up for this than any of the sports that have returned yeah. because of that. Like, yeah. I know it's going to be on every day. Like, well, I don't have to wait till Sunday to watch NFL or whatever. I know it's coming on any day. And I know NBA is going to be on the back end of that coming up soon uh, as well. And we'll have a little bit of that where it's like almost an everyday thing or an everyday thing. But the other part of it that I don't get super fired up for Major League Baseball just because I know day in, day out, we're not talking baseball on our show. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's going to all of a sudden provide us with, like, five new topics. Like, well, we don't do that. We, yeah. we'll, we'll mention it. We'll have There'll be stuff that will pop up and come up. But it's not It's not like – that's why we need – the NFL will be a little different. College football, a little different. Yeah. We're talking a lot more of those topics for our, our audience, I think. So Thursday afternoon, right before you came on the show, I kind of br- – I didn't really even break down baseball. I just said, what am I excited for going forward? Brent – if it's any indication about the responses that I got due to my two-minute baseball breakdown, people are pumped up for the MLB season to start with. Because really? like, all I said was, listen, all I said was it's going to be very intriguing because it's a 60-game season, and you have a you have a division like the NL Central, obviously, where you have the Cubs, you have the Cardinals and the Brewers all vying for that top spot, and that's what I said. Well, then, a couple minutes later, Jake's fan in Wisconsin, yeah, I'm sorry, Jake's fan in Wisco, which is Wisconsin, comes at me. Mentions me and says, such disrespect for the Cincinnati Reds that are a favorite in the Central. And then he, he tweets me this article by CBS Sports saying how the, the Reds right now are plus 200 to win the NL Central. <laughs> right, first of all, <laughs> CBS Sports for anything <laughs> baseball related. Nice try. Second of all, Brent, the Cincinnati Reds? Excuse me? The Cincinnati Reds to win the NL Central. Listen, we're going to have a breakdown later on in the week. Um, talking about who, who, like, who we think they're going to be like the division winners, things like that. Lead off battle of the year. Lead off battle of the year. Austin Hicks, I'm coming for you again, baby. Redemption. Come back player of the year and leadoff hitter of the year. What a better storyline to tell. But the Cincinnati Reds, a little spoiler right now for everybody out there in the NL Central, the Cincinnati Reds the past decade have been like gingivitis, okay, where it's like, yeah, I know it's out there, but I'm not too worried about it. I don't have time to worry about it right now. So with that being said, no, Jags fan in Wisco. And by the way, don't be from Wisconsin and be a Reds fan, you dummy. Be a Brewers fan. So, no, stay off my mentions. I appreciate you following me on Twitter. You're probably going to block me now, but the Reds will not win the division. They never do. Uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, except my father-in-law, if he's listening, doesn't like the way you're talking. Oh, sorry about that, Mr. Martin. Uh, is it Mar- yeah, Mr. Martin? No. Oh, uh, Schmidt. Mr. Mr. Schmidt. Sorry about there that. There you go. But once again, come on, it's the Reds. That'd be my father-in-law. My father would be Mr. Martin. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sorry, man. <laughs> hey, when I start talking to NL Division, I take families out of it. I don't know how the family trees work. I don't pay attention. Hey, uh, all I see drama. is red. Yeah. All I, I see it. is red. What? Uh, one thing about baseball, I was watching Stanton actually hit, and then somebody mentioned he's going to like lead the league in home runs this year or whatever all 60 games as it lead the league in strikeouts probably but <laughs> i get him you know what i don't understand i i feel like i know some baseball i don't know like a ton about hitting but i know enough of the basics i don't get his stance like he is so closed 
So, and I haven't really read up on it. So, if you've heard about it, whatever, and you know, you know, I, I'm sure I'll have all the the the, the swing analysts be telling me, <laughs> "Yeah, you moron, you're not supposed to ice your arm anymore." It'll be that kind of conversation. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the I I just I was Ooh. kind of under I don't understand it completely. I don't know if he can get away with it because of his size, but to close yourself off that much, yeah. It just uh, maybe it helps him hit the other way, but he still pulls the ball. I mean, it's, it's super aggressive. It's I'm not, seeing it and, right now. And by the way, he does. He never gets even. Like he ne- It's that front foot is so closed. Yeah. And sometimes guys will then bring it back to like a normal position. Sure. He doesn't. I mean, he stays closed. See, I'm exactly the opposite. When I used to bet, mine's like open. wide open, but then I also bring it back to neutral. Like I bring it back to the yeah. middle. You have to. I feel like, but. Yeah, that's weird, man. It's yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I gotta ask some of the hitting gurus about that. It well, crossed my I'm mind. Sure be all your mentions pretty <laughs> yeah. soon. Don't worry about it. the way they'll people be, are passionate about baseball these days. They'll be telling me about yeah. it. Uh, okay, the, one of the big stories today is is really high school sports. And California says, hey, we're gonna play football in the spring. Georgia just came out earlier today and said we're gonna delay it two weeks. Right now, there's a board meeting going on with the Florida High School Athletic Association. It's a big deal right now because. Well, if you have kids that play sports in the fall, if you have kids that play football, if you here in the state of Florida, if you know people, if you love going to football on Friday nights, for us, if we cover it, uh, what's about to happen with the football season? They're about to rule on it here over the next couple of hours at this board meeting. Here's what we do know. Uh, FloridaHighSchoolFootball.com tweeting some of what's going on in the meeting. So I'm following them on this, uh, along with Stuart Weber, uh, also tweeting out some of the pertinent information. But... Uh, I'll read just some of the some of the quick little ones. Uh, Lauren Otero has been pressing. She's part of the uh, medical advisory committee, I think. She's been pressing hard about having the ability for the public to ask questions and an email address for the ability. Oh, that's not what I wanted to read. Uh, that was not the one I wanted to read. Sorry. Lauren Otero is bringing up the fact that canceling sports is not on the table. That's what I wanted to read. It was never once uh, been their plan to cancel sports, she said, but delay is possible. So that's interesting to know that that cancellation is not a part of the process for Florida High School Athletic Association. Mm-hmm. You know, moving things around, juggling it, shrinking it, but canceling, not an option, uh, it looks like. So that's good. Uh, the Sports Medicine Advisory Committee also saying there's lower risk for other fall sports if precautions are taken, like golf, bowling, cross-country, swimming, diving could be a go. But sports like, I think, volleyball and football could be delayed because of the close contact and close proximity of the play, uh, which I guess makes a little sense, right, uh, if that's going to be one of the parameters, which maybe it should be. Uh, Clayton Freeman uh, from Florida Times Union says um, – one of the folks just said all close contacts within six feet for 15 minutes without a mask or a PPE with a player with a positive test should be quarantined for 14 days. So all close contacts with a player with a positive test should be quarantined for 14 days. So that's within six feet for 15 minutes. So basically what you're saying is if a coach was around you for 15 minutes or yeah. other players, which, by the way, is is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you could lose a lot of teammates, a lot of players for a quarantine of 14 days. Those are the kind of topics they're talking about in uh, in the Florida High School uh, Athletic Association uh, board meeting that is going on right now. Nothing concrete as of right now. Uh, they're going to get into the voting process. I'm trying to do this as as we're going along. But it does sound like uh, a recommendation has been made for football and volleyball 
to maybe be delayed to some degree. Now, that's a recommendation. They still have to vote on those things. So yeah. that's what's happening uh, with the FHSAA. I th- we'll know more. We'll have it on the TV side, CBS 47 and Fox 30 coming up uh, tonight. Let me ask you this. If the decision is made, so let's say, okay, let's just say that they go on with the season like nothing ever happened and they're not going to delay it at all. Do they still have time to delay it then if the landscape changes? Or not? Like, even if they go, you know, just delay it two weeks, can they delay it then to the spring if it gets worse, obviously? I I think a little bit. uh, I'll put it in the context of this. I think that's a big, the big curiosity right now in school. Yeah. Is, okay, we're going to go ahead as planned, but there's a a big part, Mm -hmm. a big part of the population that believes three weeks into the school year, they're going back to home home learning and virtual learning because... It's it's running rampant in high schools with positive tests. There's a big part of the population that believes that. And so I think it would be along those lines. They're probably trying to say, okay, once we get this going, we'd rather not have to stop it. Mm -hmm. So is it better to delay two or three weeks, see where it is, and then go forward if that means a shrunken season, if that means moving the calendar around? Uh, So I think people are trying to avoid that at all costs uh, is, is really the big thing. So. Um, once again, Stewart said from the board of directors meeting, uh, the sports medicine advisory council recommends to delay football, volleyball till further notice. So not even just not a even two, week two weeks delay till further notice. Well, uh, and the board of directors says we'll take that recommendation under consideration when making a decision later in the meeting. I think well, this meeting is going to last quite some time. Sure. So a decision won't be there for a little bit. Well, well and here's the issue, Brent, right? Because this is the same issue that's going on in the NFL. I get it. It's two completely different landscapes. But the the outcry of the players, the reason that the players have kind of clapped back a little bit at ownership and, and the league is because, you know, the, the medical, quote-unquote, medical professionals kind of gave them a template. The, the, they kind of told them, like, listen, you should do this, follow these yes. rules, and not all those rules were abided by. And this kind of turned the players off a little bit. Now you're talking about the, the, the high school landscape where you have, you said, I'm, I don't want to misquote here, it was the sports health board it's basically or, a medical advisory okay. committee so like the, the the sports medical advisory committee is saying listen you guys should delay this um until further notice not even given a timetable one could wonder right now what is that blowback going to be like if they don't listen to them absolutely you know, you know and that's what you're these risking are, these are people that are and listen i'm not going to get political and say what's right what's wrong i'm just saying i didn't go to med school you didn't go to med school. I would probably listen to the people that, you know, obviously are a little more in tune with what's going on than, than not listen to those people. All right. What else is going on in the world of sports? We'll keep you updated again. CBS 47, Fox 30, also on social media about the high school um, sports in the fall. We'll, we'll keep you going on that. Uh, the NFL situation is basically the big story today is they agreed to testing on a daily basis for two weeks the first two weeks and if the positivity rate is below five percent then they'll move that off to every other day so they'll have this gradual period now if it's above five percent They'll either revisit or they'll continue the testing every day and if you get tested much like the other sports leagues it looks like a, a you have to have two negative tests to get back in action and out of the quarantine this in from the nba the NBA and NBA, uh, NBPA, which is the Players Association, have announced the following. of the. This is in the last hour, by the way. Mm-hmm. Of the 346 players tested for COVID-19 on the NBA campus since test results were last announced on July 13th. Mm-hmm. What do, that's a week ago. Mm-hmm. Zero have returned confirmed positive tests. Dang. So the bubble is working. Bubble is working. 
And he goes, right? yeah, the ball was working. I mean, that's that's 100%. That's an A+. Plus. <laughs> I would say that's where I come from, at least. I would I say know. the bubble is working. Yeah. Uh, in, I'll read what this says. I haven't read it yet, so I'm just reading it. Uh, Come along for the ride. In the event that a player on the NBA campus returns a confirmed positive test in the future, he will be isolated until he is cleared for leaving isolation under the rules established. Okay, didn't really say much. Um, But I'm just saying, if LeBron James comes out with COVID-19, you mean to tell me they're not going to just take a little sneak peek and eh, put the rug (laughs) a little bit? LeBron, you didn't see anything? And go on about your business. I'm just joking, obviously. But, you know... You, you know what I'm trying to say here, Brent? I know what you're trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, we were talking about this a little earlier today, uh, just amongst friends. But Freddie Freeman came out and said yeah. he was in tough shape, in rough shape. I think he said he had a fever of over 104. Yeah. And and was like... Said, uh, said he was praying that he wouldn't die. Yes. Yeah. So that's a, obviously a, a young man, yeah. a star athlete. In shape. In shape. And then the dynamic of that with what Jack Nicholas said over the weekend on the broadcast, and he had he and his wife Barbara had um, COVID nineteen mm-hmm. a few weeks back, and well they're in their eighties. Yeah. And so uh, I think he said his wife Barbara was asymptomatic, but they both tested positive. Mm-hmm. So interest. It's just it's crazy a, it's, how it it's hits a, everybody differently. It's a it's a it's a wild thing. You know, yeah. and that's the unpredictability uh, continues when it comes to that. Uh, speaking of basketball, you mentioned LeBron James. Did you see this? His rookie card goes for one point eight million dollars at auction. So I guess it's this rare rookie card. <laughs> is, is that a tops or is, is that a fleer? Yeah, upper talking deck about? rookie upper patch deck. parallel card okay. sold at auction for one point eight four five million on Sunday. Wow. I guess the highest price tag for a modern day card, which modern day is anything after like uh, uh, in nineteen eighty or later. Okay. So Maybe ever. I mean, this is 1980 geez. or later, any card. So that includes Jordan. Yeah. In that fold. Man. So Better very be a rare. Gem Mint, that's all I'm going to say. Gem Mint 10, they, they call that, Brent. So uh, I'm reading down on this uh, article, right? I'm kind of intrigued. I'm like, okay, well, the record sale surpassed a previous record set in May when the same auction house sold a Gem Mint Bowman Draft Chrome Red Refractor Mike Trout. Why are these cards, by the way, so Mike? complicated? Yeah, that's a good point. Signed, it was a signed rookie card for 922000 Trout card was one of only five produced in the highest graded. So that makes sense, right? The rarity of it. That's sure. kind of like the Honus Wagner thing. And Sure. Okay, so I got thinking. This. I bet Bryce Harper would sell for more. Anyway, sorry. Here's what I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I used to collect cards. Me too. Dude, I'm with you. Right. I still have my card collection at my grandma's and, house. And I think it's kind of cool. I don't understand the people that buy these kind of cards yeah like i don't get it i don't really i mean obviously you have a ton of money and you don't really know what to do with it (laughs) sure i understand that part but it's like i don't think lebron james would pay 1.8 million for his own card i don't think mike trout would pay 920,000 for his own card yeah like wouldn't you like you mike trout makes 30 something million a year yeah like if you why wouldn't you just buy the card and well, own it would you buy it would you well, buy listen, your own man. card no i wouldn't but Pablo, i would Pablo Picasso. But i want a cardboard cutout at <laughs> tia you're, bank because you're just an ego-driven lunatic i want to be the lifeguard <laughs> listen pablo picasso <laughs> wouldn't buy his own artwork for millions and millions of dollars if he was still alive either it's the same thing like it, it's a piece of art it's a piece of history now i'd probably buy something to hang on my wall and showcase to my in my living room or something like that as opposed to a little tiny card that you just kind of put in the corner and say, hey, check this card out. So I don't understand from that perspective. But at the same time, a trading card, it's a piece of art. I think that's why people go after them and spend so much money on them. Same thing with shoes. And it's not like somebody went out and dropped 
you know, two million cash and said, mine, this has got some sort of a corporate secured interest. It's going to be on a display piece and, of course, and somebody's, uh, little museum thing. It's going to be some leveraging item or some, well, uh, and, some marketing and bargaining thing that says, we've got this. We've got this kind of swag. This yeah. is what we can do for you. And keep in mind too, like the price only is probably only going to go up depending on what Mike Trout does with his, the rest of his career. But one would think that the price only, um, goes up from here, just like a piece of art once again. If you really had like an endless supply of money, yeah, what are you buy? Would you buy not, art? No, not buying cards. jersey, no. cart? No, I'm, I'm buying Beatles art. album. <laughs> oh, Matt, that's a good question. What would I buy? Like in terms of memorabilia, I guess probably guitars. Uh, I would probably lean to a little more because I'm a big music guy. So like a Jimi Hendrix guitar. So like, dude, if you get like Hendrix guitar from Woodstock. Now we're talking. When they set on fire, yeah, go and put that above my mantle in my living room and watch just the people flock over. So probably that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not going trading cards. I'm not going sneakers. I'm not going, like, signed footballs or basketballs. Like, to me, I'm just going things I think like, kind of like sprucing up a room a little bit. Now you can have, like, a man cave and things like that. But I, I'm going art and, like, music memorabilia. You? Larry Bird everything. <laughs> yeah. Larry Bird Converse weapons. Can't wait. Yeah, I, I don't I just don't know where I would display stuff and I don't entertain a lot of people, so I can't get my mind there yeah. very often to have like this great conversation piece. Um But again, I've got this endless supply of money. Mm-hmm. I, I think Well, I mean it's kinda like Real life right now. So it yeah. is. <laughs> Buy another fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> One for my bedroom. Uh, the, I, what I think, I, I would want something like a rare occasion, more so than a r- rare artifact. Okay. You know, like the difference. Like instead of no, a card that's only five of them are made, yeah, you're trying I want to get a, more the Jimi Hendrix Woodstock yeah, yeah. kind of item. Yeah. I just don't know what that item is. I mean, I just brought it up. I didn't even think about it. But yeah. the... I, that's what I would probably go for is something that's rare. The problem with for me is like if I go to um, I have like, one. I, if I go to like a place, mm-hmm. like well, like listen, I would play. I got to play Augusta, right? Yep. Uh, that's a humble brag right there and a big time flex. But <laughs> flex of the day. So I get to play Augusta. So I put uh, I got a, a flag from Augusta. Yep. And Jordan Spieth signature because he won the year. The day before I played it. Yeah. So he won on that Sunday. Yeah. Uh, put some pictures around from our, my trip to Augusta. So to me, like, I lived Augusta. Like, mm-hmm. I can talk about that. I have a conversation piece. I don't, wouldn't want the Jimi Hendrix Woodstock thing. I wasn't there. Like, I want something that I went to. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I experienced it. Yeah. Why do I want something that I didn't even go to so I didn't even experience it? Because, like, that's even better because it's like a part of history. Like, you weren't there. But listen, like, this this moment right here in this piece, like, changed the course of history yeah, that, forever. That might be a big enough one to do yeah. that with. Okay, let me ask you this one. A pitcher's mound and the bloody sock of Kurt Schilling and the pitcher's mound that he pitched on. No, I'm serious. Would you be interested in that? Because, I mean, listen, that, that was a big moment in obviously sports history, and it kind of changed the way the Red Sox. Yeah, you know, it's a really good point. Yeah, like what, I wouldn't would turn you buy it that? down. Okay, I wouldn't seek it out either, but I wouldn't turn it down. I got you. But I get you. That's a good one. That's a yeah. good call. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a good one. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? But again, see, this is interesting. I wasn't at that. No, I wasn't. That was World Series game. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. wasn't. I was at the ALCS games, and I only yep. went to one of the World Series games. But I was there for that kind of stuff. Like I could talk two. about again, yeah. conversation wise, I'd be like, "Hey, 
I was there for all the ALCS games, Yankees, yeah. Red Sox, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came back 3 nothing down. Like, I was there. Yeah. Like, I could talk about that. To me, that has some value. If 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 I wasn't there, like in 1986, I wasn't there. Do I want – oh, sure, don't want Billy Buckner's glove. But, <laughs> I think it's probably cursed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, I just feel like I want to be there to be able to tell I my experience you. along with what I just spent $2 million on. I, I, I'm not mad at that. But at the same time, I mean – isn't that the point of being there though? Is like you you have that memory. So like to me, the memory is even more important than the the piece of stuff hanging up in your in your room or on your wall. It's like, dude, I was here. Check out this store. Like you don't need the the piece of memorabilia to go along with it. In my opinion, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, pictures could do the part. Yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting. Good conversation. One, it's a good one, question. Yeah, it's a good question. One point eight million dollars for LeBron James uh, uh, rookie card there. Uh, all right, this high school meeting is ongoing. Uh, there go, there's some back and forth, and delay is one of the options for football and volleyball that's been floated out there, but I think this is going to last a little bit. We'll catch you up to with the latest on CBS 47 and Fox 30. I'll be on TV on Fox 30 in about an hour, and uh, we'll have the latest on it later tonight as well, uh, 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock on CBS 47 and Fox 30. We'll do it again tomorrow. Nice work, Scott, even though you played those three Yankee home runs. <laughs> hey, today I learned. <laughs> For Austin Lane, I'm Brent Martineau. Have a good rest of your night, everybody. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.